the Business Simplicity Podcast, where leaders share their most successful strategies and the failures that inspired them, so business owners and managers can avoid the suffering and reap the benefits. With your host, your host Chris Parker. And welcome back to the Business Simplicity Podcast. This is Chris Parker, and this is part of the Sustainability Week. And we're going to do something very different right now. And I'm going to hand over the conversation to Jessica and Vim and Simon. And they're going to talk to me about the sustainability sprint. So we're going to flip the script here and and put me in the guest seat. So with that, uh, Jessica, Vim, Simon, I'm handing total control of the podcast over to the three of you. Um, What do you want to know? Thank you, Chris. Well, I actually have two first questions, but I think the first question is the most important, and that's, how do you feel? (laughs) How do I feel? I love the question. Um, I love it that we ask that question structurally in the the sustainability sprint. Um, I feel a bit nervous because I'm being asked questions on my own podcast and that's a new unknown thing for me. Um, I feel um, delightfully satisfied because we've just recorded the three conversations with you. And, and, and we did that in a playful way where as I was speaking to one of you, the other two were listening in so we could see how what was going on. And I've, and I've never done that before. So it was, it was like, ah, this sort of worked. Uh, we had a, some technical issues at the beginning we solved, but it was like, oh, wow, that's kind of, that was, that was cool. That worked. That's fun. Um, and I also feel just really appreciative and grateful because we just finished this, this sustainability sprint where different themes of my life were able to be brought together. Meaning I've worked with all of you before sustainability and, and on this sprint and this is a creation of, of the four of us and I was able to bring that in at, at the right time with destiny who's who's really taking sustainability seriously and and the founders are passionate about it um, and plus the fact that it's this simplicity scan is is kind of a, a foundational piece of it so basically I was watching incredible people that I value you guide other people that I find incredible and valuable um, working on things that I've been a part of creating. It, it was just been a delightful five half days and, and follow on conversation. So uh, feeling, feeling good. Great. Well, I think you already answered half of my question that I wanted to ask after this one, but that's fine. Now I normally will, Uh, be the coaches uh, at the companies for the sustainability sprint. But in this case, your role was a bit different because you are already involved within Destiny and also involved in the sustainability scan. Can you explain how that worked for you, having that double role? Well, um, as we've been doing sort of post-action review, we've also discussed maybe that role should be a permanent part of it. And because and, I, I think being a connector or an instigator or a, a, an, an inspirer 
the fact that I was not a coach nor a participant, but I was both, um, allowed me to connect dots across those different worlds. And I think as we move forward with sustainability sprints, we should look out for that person who's deeply knowledgeable about the organization, but isn't in the game. And so then, so then you can um, connect and play. Um, but again, I enjoyed it because, uh, again, having total faith in, in all the people, the participants and the coaches, it was, it was, it made my life very easy. Um, and I was also able then able to, because I wasn't worried about crafting the process, I was able to really reach beyond some of the points and grab things that may be a bit, a bit at a distance that, that, that could be connected. Um, and that was, that was a fun part for me. It was also just delightful to see all of you step up and, 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 and consult and coach and present and perform in ways that, that weren't maybe your natural preference. Um, it just worked so well. So Chris, maybe, maybe a question, thinking back to the, the sprint, the five half day workshops, you've asked this question of us. So, so the same one back to you, what would be a highlight for you out of those five half days? The, the highlight for me was the unfolding of, of, of personality. Um, meaning this was a, this was a group of, of destiny is, is, is a group of very deeply human people that have a really rich um, uh, professional expertise. And this was a group of engineers. Um, and, and the fact that um, after the first day, Samuel, the CTO mentioned about one of the participants is like, this is the most that person's engaged in group meetings before. I was like, why? Like, you know, awesome that we were creating a space where people were able to convey. And we had another person who wasn't able to, um, um, to join the whole time because he was exposed to some, some COVID. Um, but that there was also his continued engagement and, and that, that, that even though it turned out to be a bit hybrid, that, that there was a space for those people to continue to connect. And Simon, on, on the conversation, the, the, the podcast conversation with you is, I think it was, yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't even, after the first day, I didn't even realize that some of these people hadn't met. You know, they, they, were, they were coming from acquired companies and they were put into this new, this new department, but they, they just blended in, in such a, a wonderful way. And that blending and that, that space of coming together, I think really contributed to them just nailing the, the, and it's still so mind boggling to me that after, after four half days, you can give a group of people a blank template with 15 business areas on it. They fill it out, they practice it and they present it to some executives um, without a lot of anxiety. There's some stress, but the fact that they, that they just got on and did it was a delight. Yeah, totally, totally with you. I had the same. I had the same feeling. And and uh, what what made me curious after after those five workshops, and that links to my next question is what's going to happen next. And 
one of the things we always offer when we uh, when we've been through uh, these workshops is uh, saying, well, if, if you need some sort of coaching, sustainability coaching, we can help you with that. So my question to you is now, what if they help if they if they would ask you to to do that coaching? What would you do the first three or four weeks? What being would I their, do? Yeah, being their sustainability coach. Yeah, what would oh, you I do? Guess the first thing I would rec- I would say is 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 go hire Vim, <laughs> Simon, and Jessica because <laughs> you, you you would be better at it than me. But um, yeah. no, the the the. In order to maintain momentum, um, would be to to focus on mindset, actions, and risks, and that's not a surprise because it's also part of the, the the intellectual framework. But um, create the human space in the form of that work group um that they can continue to to bind and bond and and i would love it if they were to come together physically once a, a quarter again we're talking about sustainability so flying people around europe is, is is maybe not the thing but but at least talk to each other in in, a, in an open way with some structure uh once a month um in in order to create and continue those connections um, there was a number of risks that were identified and, and part of the, the sprint is actually to, to dig out those risks. And, and, and one of the main risks is um, just the overwhelm of, of being so busy with other things. And so I would be really diligent to find ways within their current work. And, and that came up a number of times that, that, you know, that, that the current work they're doing could be shifted slightly and have a much deeper sustainability impact. And I would be looking for those 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 sort of low hanging fruit of existing flows of work where we could shift it again with the mindset, just shift the awareness slightly. Um, um, and let, let me jump to it to a, a little anecdote that there's there was some research on. Um, in this case, it was people, predominantly ladies, who were cleaning. Uh, hotel rooms it was it was, it was the, the the cleaning staff of hotel rooms and and the realization was there was this was a, a medical a physiological research that they what they realized was that these these people were doing an incredible amount of physical work moving mattresses and stuff like that but they felt like they were just at work and so so some of them were 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 appearing unhealthy they're out of out of shape they were you know they, you know they're being sick and and the the experiment they, they ran is they had two communities and one of the communities they just told them did you know that you are doing you know the equivalent of two hours of of extreme workout per day as part of your job and that is super 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 healthy and if you roll forward when they had that mindset on that i am actually doing really healthy physically exerting stuff and they could see that the, the physiology of the, of the, the one group compared to the control group just got better. And they didn't change their behavior at all. And I think if, if, we, if we bring in the realization that if we shift our awareness slightly in our normal work and be more aware of the sustainable impact, I, I, I absolutely believe that, that it will, it will have these ripple effects will be profound without, without 
turning the world upside down. And, and, the, and the last thing is, is around action. Um, you have to be really diligent to bake it in because if this is a separate list on a separate Excel in a separate folder that people look at once a month, it's never going to happen. And so how do you bring it into your actual backlog? You know, so, 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 you know, if you're, if you're working in, in scrum type methodologies and you have a, a backlog of work, these things must be on that list. They should be tagged as sustainable as well as whatever the theme is. Cause again, if it's, if you're hitting multiple birds, they should be um, defined. They should be um, prioritized. It's, so it should become part of your normal life. Yeah. That's also why you stressed that they should include all the actions that they defined into their, let's say, normal system where they registered projects and, and follow actions and stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, really, be I really yeah. believe in, in the, because um, um, we, we discussed it and we agreed it in this last sprint, but it wasn't done mm. in the meeting. And so, so what I would look for in the next sprint is um, that before we go, the, at least the follow-up meeting is scheduled. We're not leaving the room until it is scheduled. And, and I want to see at least three of the top, you know, because they have 185 and they group them and they prioritize and they know what the top three is. I want them put in JIRA or, or, or Trello or whatever it is their, their, their work management system is. I want it, I want it really in, in their reality before we leave. And I think yeah. that will really increase the chance. Uh, I'm sure that this group of people, because they're inherently motivated, will, will get on with it. But um, uh, but to really connect it with reality yeah. is, is in, in a super practical way, that's what I would be after. <clears throat> so if you look at what we did now at some companies and how we talked to about destiny, how we did it there, what kind of companies or people within companies you think should be interested in this? Um, I've, I've explored this with the three of you in the previous conversations. So um, I guess I'll, 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 I'll highlight that, that if you are listening or watching this without having watched the previous conversations with Jessica, Simon and Vim, I also suggest you go back there because we get really much deeper into this. Um, Cause I can imagine if you're listening to this in isolation, it's kind of odd. So there, there's a bigger picture there. So go back to that. Um, let me answer that in a, in a slightly different angle. Okay. Um, He's taking over guys. <laughs> well, I can't, <laughs> I can't talk about it without talking about simplicity, meaning, okay. meaning the, uh, the reason why I started and other people have contributed like yourself into the development of the simplicity scan is, is that um, without having a structured dialogue amongst people, the ability to um, progress with any speed or momentum is impossible. And so um, it's, it's baked into that, that framework of, of questions and the, and the sustainability scan is, is based on the simplicity scan, but um, the questions within the sustainability scan 
are abstract enough that you get a rich group of responses and, and you can it digs. They're basically coaching questions in a box and it digs out of people and they have to write it down during the sprint to make it very black and white. Um, so like, like one question is what is the impact does the sustainability have on your business and your customers? That's, that's the purpose question of the sustainability scan. And if you have a management team or, or a group of, of people from a department, it doesn't maybe it shouldn't always be management. It should be a it should be a cross-functional group, maybe even people who aren't into sustainability. Um, answering those questions in that structured way, they will achieve that alignment and they will challenge each other in a safe way and they will their mindset will shift. So to directly answer your question, any group of people that care about sustainability that aren't say super professional at it you know so if an organization has been working diligently for five years and and maybe they've had a chief sustainability officer and, and maybe that person is is starting to become not necessary because it's in the dna because i think it, a sustainability officer should almost be a temporary role you know until until it's really in the dna of the organization if a group of people are earlier in that stage, they've got some stuff going on already and they're looking to accelerate with, with discipline, I think that would be great. And it was, as we talked about in one of the conversations, either a, at a company level that are just starting or in the case of like Destiny where there's already a, a company momentum and there's a, there's a, a company strategy around it, but this, this sub-department really wanted to activate this and get it moving. Um, so you need some energy to go into it and, and, uh, um, and don't do it just for fun, you know, because this isn't greenwashing, you know, this is five half days and people have to do hard work and, 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 and there's no way that you can, I think, do this and then stop, you know, so it's kind of a, a commitment going in. But, uh, but I think that's also, uh, 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 we saw we, we also sort of designed it that uh, it, it can't be a sort of uh, one uh, one uh, once of uh, exercise because at the last day when we're talking to uh, to to executives and also in this case to the investor I think that also shows some commitment and these people won't let it go especially like like uh, destiny where the investor uh, checks what's going in because working on sustainability also uh, in, um, adds to the value of a company. And that's the financial value I'm talking about. And that's something that's also particularly interesting, I think, for the investor. So uh, it, it sort of happened, but I think it was a really nice move to let that happen, that, uh, that investors and, and, and other stakeholders than just the executives also see what's going on, what commitments these people give. So uh, just to create all kinds of checks that it doesn't doesn't disappear. The momentum doesn't disappear because if they do, if they don't pick it up, I'm sure Dominica will ask in in a month's time what's going on. What did you do? So, uh, well, in this case with Destiny, private equity backed, and and um, the 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 shareholder is taking this very seriously, and, and the fact that that our culture was so open that we could have someone, you know, the chief sustainability officer of our shareholder. You know, at the at the beginning to to present the 
their vision and then and then also be willing to you know to come you know physically in person come up from paris to, to brussels and 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 to receive the the executive you know uh, presentation i think that dedication is so so meaningful that that we're hearing from our shareholder we're hearing from our executive board we're hearing from our department management this is important um and we're giving the space and we even had the cfo saying not only is this important but we know we're going to need to invest more uh, basically what do you need um i think it was an it was an incredible outcome and that outcome couldn't have could it have happened otherwise i'm sure but but not in such a focused way i mean you could have had those five different conversations but but that means there's 10 people and that's 50 different conversations that that may or may not actually ever happen so so it really it really puts a a, a big spotlight on it and 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 uh and ignites the whole thing can i, I ask a last question before we end this right because you mentioned already a little bit saying that a sustainability officer should be temporary do you think that what we are doing with this sustainability thing, uh, sprint, um, if we are a threat or a help to a sustainability officer within a company? I guess it really depends on the personality of, the, of that individual, but um, um, Uh, the reason I think a sustainability officer should be temporary, and, and, and this is the same reason I think a chief customer officer is a bit of an odd role, or or even chief digital officer, you know. Well, you need that because you're not digital, you know, because you don't have digital DNA. Um, and an end goal, like if you really want to to digitize a business and not have a digital strategy, but digitize your strategy or 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 bring sustainability into your strategy. Um, yeah, after five, six, 10 years, I, I, I hope for humanity that this isn't something that needs its own job, you know, that this is something that's just flowing through organizations, but we'll, we'll see when we get there or the planet will melt down and we'll all die, but one of the two. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, the consequences are high. Um, um, a, a chief sustainability officer could use a sustainability sprint even run by that own person so so as, as you mentioned jessica on your on your conversation that there's no reason why you need to have other people doing this that this is a a out of the box uh, method that, that that they could be trained on and they could run this throughout their organization as well or maybe with their executive team um and if you want to activate, so if, if, if a chief sustainability officer of a, of a wider group has a strategy that they want to activate, then those principles um, of the strategy and those goals of the strategy can be clearly baked into the, to the scope. And this is, a, a, I think, an amazing way where you could take that, that sustainability officer's ambition um, and use this kind of mechanism to this, this experience because because the people really experience it they live it to um to bring it alive in the different departments and companies so um i don't see it as a direct threat um but it, if you have a chief sustainability officer already active it definitely needs to be done 
should be done in in close cooperation to make sure that that uh, you know in this case you know imagine in destiny that we weren't married up with the, the group and the shareholder sustainability strategies and they came up with something completely randomly different then that would be probably adding to confusion and not clarity so it should definitely be part of a part of the strategy if they have one and if they don't have one this can be the start of it yeah. great chris well thank you for giving your trust to us taking over the interview <laughs> So yeah, I guess let me let me jump in and go put my take control back. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for being so kind and caring and and with your with your questions and making me comfortable. Um, this is part of uh, what we're calling yeah sustainability week, and there's a series of of episodes. So please go listen to all of those. Um, um, and uh, again, if you are just listening to this one in isolation, I really, really suggest that you go back and listen to the individual episodes of, of, of Jessica, Simon, and Vim. And you're already listening to this, but I would say, you know, um, uh, share and enjoy. So if, if you are triggered by this, and if you know in your organization um, that you think sustainability should be higher on the agenda or, or within, if you're running a department, you want to activate it, then, then please, you know, check out the show notes and look and read more about the uh, the sustainability sprint. And you can reach out to any of us on on LinkedIn. So, so Jessica, Simon, Vim, or myself, reach out to us, and we'll we'll do our best to help you out. Thank you for listening. Download the Simplicity Toolkit from eBullions.com to discover the power of the Simplicity Scan and Sprint. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player.